Hey there, you're listening to Chirp Radio, Artist Interview. My name is Mick, and you are about to hear my conversation with Chicago local singer-songwriter, soul maestro, and all-around decent human being, Manesse Croft. Let's listen in. Ooh, it is very personal, you know, and I know a lot of people say that about their work. And I, you know, you you hear it a lot, but, and, you know, it's personal for them and you take it and you consume it and then it becomes whatever it means to you. But this album, seriously, it, it is, uh, it's been coming for a long time and uh, I'm, I'm really excited to talk with you about it. So. Yeah, I feel like we're already kind of into the conversation. I usually do like an intro, but I think we're just going to roll with it because we're already talking about Monochromatic Dream, your your latest album. This is this also your debut? It is my debut album. Yes, it is. Um, my friend uh, Aiden Eubanks, he's amazing. You know, he single-handedly crafted the sound for this album. And I have a really good working relationship with a lot of people. So I was able to bring in people to, you know, feed and like throw in some different elements and things like that for the overall sound. But Aiden is the foundation of this album. It wouldn't have happened without him. Okay, so was Aiden also the producer? Absolutely, um, yes. Okay. Yeah, he's, that's what I, that's more or less what I'm saying. He oh, produced okay. this album. Um, he produced seven of the nine tracks that are on the album. I am so impressed with the production on this album. It is, it is just so gorgeous and so lush. I, I really love the vibe on the song Don't Love Me. Just it feels very soft, but then also it has sort of that trap beat on it. So there's a little bit of like, a, you know, crunchiness to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we love yeah. crunch. <laughs> we love a good crunch. Yeah. Um, Boog Liberace on the, uh, the feature on the album, oh, on that song, sorry. He is such a dynamic performer and lyricist. I, I had known him maybe a year before asking him to hop on the song. I remember when we first met, we literally just clicked. We met through a mutual friend. He came to my house. I think I did a seafood boil that day. I cook for all of my friends, by the way. And I think we hung out that day and kept hanging out every day after, just about every day after that, because he lived three blocks up from me at the time. So it was, it was just wonderful synergy. And it was a no brainer after a while. You know, you get, you get into these moments while creating a project like this and you get inspired and you feel like, okay, hey, you know, maybe I could hear this. Maybe I could hear that. You know, you make suggestions and you you always want to take everybody's opinions and feelings into consideration. But Aiden, he really trusts my judgment, um, you know, with picking like features and like, yeah, Don't Love Me is one of my favorite songs. And I have to give a, sh- a major shout out to Izzy Burns of the Burns Twins because he, uh, he played trumpet on the song and he's so educated with music 
music and I I don't have like the greatest understanding of like theory or like at least the knowledge. You know what I mean? I, I grew up in church. I know the feeling of music. I just don't know the, I guess the math behind it, but I understand it, if that makes sense. And um, I mean, that's where all of it comes from anyway. You know, the origin of all the music that we enjoy comes from one place. And I really appreciate him taking my direction. I remember telling him like, okay, if you're the one in the song being done wrong, which is, you know, my point of view, you know, as the writer and the singer, how would you interpret that? Like, how would you express that? So he played from that point of view. And I said, okay, now give me your response. You know, if if I was telling you these things, if you're the person listening, if you're the one that I'm trying to make things right with, give me that point of view, play from that perspective. And he did. And then I told him, um, how about we try something silly? Give me the nosy neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a nosy neighbor lurking around yeah. somewhere you know there's always someone that you know they capture sound bites and they put bits mm-hmm. bits and pieces together to form their own narrative you know we all have seen that person we all know that person we have that person in our family on our block in our building i just i told him you know give me that too so like those moments where he's going in and out ba, 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 da, ba. That's literally from that, from that direction. And he nailed it. You know, when people say, oh, I did it all by myself. No, you didn't. No one does everything all by themselves. You know, it's um, it's always a team effort. There's always something that you'll, you'll need to learn from someone else. There's always someone that can do something better than you can. And it's important to give, give those efforts and that tutelage, like, it's respect. That is really cool that, that you were able to make these connections and that that helped you kind of find your voice on this album. And I think that that's a pretty good segue into talking about some of the other work that you do uh, as a vocal coach. As, as I understand that, you know, that's a big part of your life. And I was wondering if you wouldn't mind talking about what it's like to help people hone their own talents and find their own voice. That's a blessing as well. You know, you you have a chance to help someone get from point A to point B. And you, again, going back to giving that respect, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to even respect those that that really want to learn and not saying like, oh, I'm like the grand pooba of all things musical. Clearly not. But I think that, you know, helping someone, seeing someone grow, seeing someone take more stake in their life than they thought they had when they've had it all along is amazing. You know, it's a blessing to see that. It's a blessing to to see someone walk in a little more confident with each session or with each text message or call or FaceTime. You know, when I go into a session and someone's asked me to help them with this and that, I'm like, okay, well, let's start where we are. We don't have to worry about what it needs to sound like, you know, or what you want it to sound like right in this moment. 
What do we have right now that we're working with? And then from there, we explore the limits and we stretch those limits. And the end result is always great because it's an honest effort. You cannot be the honest effort. And I'm, again, blessed to work with people who who put in the honest effort and they encourage me to do the same. Like, that's a wonderful feeling. It's just a great thing to see people grow. It's a great thing because you know what it feels like to be pigeonholed by your fears and your anxiety. And I think sometimes even getting out of that yourself and you spreading just a little bit, that little bit of encouragement that you could give to yourself, to someone else is wonderful. You have to do that. It just, it goes a long way. Just like the yes. All you have to do is say yes to yourself. All you have to do is say yes to the God in you. All you have to do is say yes to the God in other people. And you literally can't go wrong. That's just how I feel. I, I did want to have have you talk on one more thing, which is the uh, just sort of the theme of dream interpretation with your album, Monochromatic Dream. Yeah, you mentioned to the Chicago Tribune that a big theme of that album is just the interpretation of dreams and trying to make sense of them. And I was wondering, you know, why it's important for you to interpret your dreams and maybe what you've learned from them. So the, the slogan or the motto of the album is we dream in color, but solutions are black and white. And what I've come to find out and what I've come to find out, you know, about my family too, is that, you know, the Lord will speak to us through dreams. And I have been in situations where I didn't know what to do or some trouble was coming ahead because of whatever happened a long time ago. And, you know, it's just been, is again, a blessing to know that something needed to change. Something needed to break. Something needed to die off. You know, our dreams, when we have them, they don't always make sense. So they're very colorful in a sense. But the fact that something needs to change, something needs to move, you need to make a a change or you need to readjust the way you're living or the way you treat people. That's the black and white part. The fact, the very fact that something needs to change and then the actions that you need to take. That's black and white also. But sometimes you, you'll have a dream that's like, wait a minute, that was a little too real. And I know exactly <laughs> what that was about. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I need to fix that. I need to do something. I need to say something. I need to, maybe I need to go pray. Maybe I need to ask the Lord for some forgiveness. Maybe I need to figure something out. But yeah. we all have had those life-defining moments and they have come in dreams, whether we paid attention to them or not. That's a good answer. I think. Thank you. I, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. just my truth though. You know, I really felt like, I really just felt like, you know, a lot needed to change. Like the, right before we started working on the album, I was in a terrible car accident oh, and geez. yeah, me and some friends, we got thrown out of a vehicle mm-hmm. and luckily there was no other cars involved. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, at that point, I didn't want to live because my mobility was, I mean, it was, oof. It was impacted, rifle. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was so bad. Like I couldn't, you know, it was just a lot going on, but going to the studio and really just being in the environment and then meeting Aiden, having the chance to meet Aiden and he take a chance on me. I think that was what I needed. That was, it was the change I didn't know that I needed, but it was so black and white to me that it needed because something switched. Once he said yes, something switched in me and I, and I felt like I wanted to be here again. And I felt like I wanted to say something. I wanted to work through all of the things that I was feeling. 
everything that I was going through. Monochromatic dream. We dream in color, but solutions are black and white. And when those dreams come around, you better take heed. I feel like that's a really wonderful way of concluding our conversation, I'm going to say. For Trip Radio, this has been Mick in conversation with Menese Croft. Thank you so much again for your time today. Thank you. This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.